2: and
0: politics. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Erin Addison's
1: on American Family Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry V and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Today, our topic is your opportunity to bear witness. Mm. Your opportunity to bear witness. I will just say to you, it is still a part two of sorts as we talk about the transitioning of America and what is happening in this country. I just kind of want to have a little bit of a different focus that uh, as we continue, this is intentional wording here, as we continue to be transitioned. (laughs) in this country Um, as we look at the scriptures these things become opportunities for us to bear witness Mm -hmm. um jesus foretold of an opportunity to bear witness that would be occasioned by persecution so the Mm -hmm. occasion for bearing witness would be that you are being persecuted and i would say and and i want to take a look at it just as the uh the springboard for our conversation because his instructions to us um should not be ignored, should not be overlooked. So we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about that today. But before we do that, we also want to make sure uh, to keep you up to date on what's happening at the American Family Association and with American Family Radio.
0: Yes, make sure that you, first of all, email us if you want to talk to us. We've been getting emails, and thank you so much uh, for those emails, and we're going to make sure that we uh, get back with you as we can. Uh, Addisons at net. Addisons at net. Also big announcement is that the MFL conference is in full steam. We we're registering. We want more registers to come in. Uh and and so we ask that you go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, register for the conference. It happens July 7th to the night. Uh man, as we pray about it, as we think about, you know, what's going to happen there, man. I just I just know that the Lord is going to meet us right there. He's going to speak very specific things to families and to children. Uh, we have our youth apologetics track so make sure that you register for the Marriage Family Life conference happening July 7th to the 9th um also we will be um looking to interview that's the word interview uh some of, some more of the guests like we had a whole week where we went through uh, some guests and and to them about what they would be talking about but also there's a couple that didn't make it on that day that we're going to schedule and they're going to be on Aaron Addison's one is Hazakeem and mm. they're going to be doing uh, the concert on that Thursday evening. And I'm telling you, I was talking to someone at church yesterday and they, and they say, I heard Hazakeem was coming and uh, they were just so excited, you know, because they've heard some of the music and stuff like that. And I think it's just going to be uh, a very, very good time on that Thursday to have a, the biblical worldview through music, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, just that whole experience. And so make sure you register for the marriage family life conference happening July 7th to the ninth. marriage, family, net. Yes. Marriage family, net. Yes.
1: Family Okay. I just yes. feel like if you said it once, like, you know, yeah, I need an echo. Just, I need
0: a reverb. Just, button. just
1: that's me. That's me right there. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, okay. So here's what I want to do. I want to take a look at Luke chapter 21. And I think that this, um, the instructions that come from Jesus mm-hmm. are, um, vitally important to us in the time that we're living in now we're having a cultural moment where we will have opportunities to bear witness we will have opportunities to tell the truth about who Jesus is Mm -hmm. and as you'll see as we get through the programming for today um, our kids will also have these opportunities and so I guess my question would be and I don't want to jump too far ahead in the discussion but my question would be are we prepared and are we preparing our kids are we preparing our children Um, to bear witness. So let's look at this because often we look at the scripture and we think in terms of um, what are the signs that pretend the, the end of the age or the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, like what is it all going to look like? How's that, how's it all going to kind of shake out? But there's something that is tucked in the foretelling of what things will be like. That is also instructive for us that I think we cannot overlook. And this is in Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21 verses 9 through 19, and I want to read this and then kind of have a little bit of a conversation around it and then see how we might apply this understanding to the way we wait in America. Mm. How do we apply this understanding to the way we wait and, and to the cultural experiences that we're having? Um, some of us are having, some of us are observing these experiences as we prepare yeah. for the possibility, the strong possibility that we'll have them. Right. We're kind of watching from a distance, sort of waiting, you know, for the moment that we might have them. That's right. and, and that's that's <laughs> just the reality. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's just
1: where we are. Okay, so I'm going to read Luke chapter 21, verses 9 through 19. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified, for these things must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Mm. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great Mm. earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. Verse 12, just so people know where I'm reading. So when you go back to double check, which I'm going to make a recommendation, just kind of a little bit of a suggestion after after the, I'm done reading this. Verse 12, but before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. Verse 13, from whence comes the title of our show today. This will be your opportunity to bear witness. mm Okay, so let me go back to verse 12, right because I just wow. I don't want you to miss this, okay? Yeah, yeah. OK. Good. But before all this, mm-hmm. they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, mm-hmm. delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. Verse 13, This will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it therefore in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom. This is this is ESV. Right. So this is the English standard version of the Bible. And, and this translation and there may be some others. This translation actually has um, more of the literal translation of the Greek that is used there. It actually literally means Jesus is actually saying, because some people, um, some translations will say that uh, I, I will give you the truth or I will give you utterance. Mm-hmm. But the literal translation, the actual Greek word that is used there is mouth. So Jesus is saying, I will give you a mouth. Now, just just think about the weight of that. Right. I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be you will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my namesake, but not a hair of your head will perish by your endurance. You will gain your lives. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking in terms of where we are and the kind of cultural moment that we're having and what we are really facing. And even some things I was really thinking on and praying, even as Will the Great instructed um, this morning, pray that the Lord will fill you with his Holy Spirit. Pray that the Lord will fill you with his Holy Spirit, because to be filled with the Spirit of God is to receive the boldness that accompanies that filling. Amen. And Mm -hmm. so even with that and thinking about some of the things that we face in in real time and in real life, um, are we going to tell the truth about who Jesus is? And thinking about the great need for boldness in the time that we stand in um, or that we're living in, we will be persecuted. Mm. We will suffer for our testimony. But notice that Jesus and and, and even when I say this, people are just sort of like, well, of course he's not. But notice that this is not um, this is not an alarmist type warning mm. <laughs> otherwise the word opportunity might not be used <laughs> yeah. right? because when we think of persecution and we think about what we might suffer we think about how hard it's going to be I don't think that we automatically think of an opportunity especially if we've been kind of programmed and we've been trained that um, you know we're not going to suffer right then it's really difficult to begin to see our persecution as, as opportunities yeah yeah. But that's precisely what what they are. As we are being persecuted, as we are suffering, as we are um being <laughs> pressed to enter into the fray in ways that we never imagined we would we would have. Like there there are some of us who just are like we want to preach to people the gospel. We don't necessarily want to get caught up in a lot of what seems to be the pop cultural narratives, right? We want right. to preach people preach to people the gospel. But as it is now, you really have no choice. You really have no choice. So now we live in a time where this is your ongoing opportunity to bear witness. Mm. And the question really, I think for many of us just becomes, what are we going to do in that moment? What are we going to do in that moment? So I want to make a recommendation. I want to recommend that you read this particular passage um, that sort of anchors our discussion for today. Luke chapter 21, verses 9 through 19 Read um, at least three or four different translations of this and kind of really meditate on this and think about this and think about what it is that Jesus is saying about what awaits us. What what we're going to endure. Now, and and as even as I was reading this, my mind kind of um, called to remembrance just some of the the automatic cross references. You know, I, I was thinking about here is Jesus saying. That you're going to be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. And then he says, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Settle it, therefore, in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how to answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. I immediately thought of Stephen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it right? Mm -hmm. This is a picture of Stephen, like almost immediately the first the first martyr to (laughs) die for the name of Christ. Yeah, Right. And then and then isn't it amazing that when you have this account of Stephen dying for the test for his testimony, for his testimony. Okay, this is his (laughs) opportunity to bear witness. The Bible records very clearly, very clearly that that Stephen says, I see Jesus standing at the right hand Mm. of God. I mean, it's just an amazing thing that is happening here because then you, you think about and you connect this to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ that these are the things that will happen to you and for you. I think we struggle mm. with the for us aspect. We're like, it's happening for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: It's given it. you an opportunity yeah. to bear witness, though. So it's happening for you. Yes, mm. it is really, truly happening to you, but it is also happening for you.
0: And you know, the thing is, when we've come up in a place of um, comfort, mm-hmm. you know, as it pertains to even the country where we live and the Christianity that sometimes can come out of a place of comfort. Yes. These words are unsettling. It's like, ah, that goes against, you know, what, what I kind of have been taught and, yes. you know, and so this is really something to meditate on these scriptures, like you're saying, and read them, you know, so that we would be sure up that hey this is going to happen and it's mm-hmm. a great opportunity for us to be you know a witness to give our testimony amen of of you know, of the goodness of God and what he's what he's done and what he can do so
1: so as i was looking at these scriptures mm-hmm. um so i i thought about stephen but then as i was studying them and doing a little bit of cross reference my favorite thing to do in scriptures is to cross reference to see um how consistent the lord is in his word right um In Luke chapter 21, verse 14, and I'm hoping that this will be an encouragement because it's kind of the um, it's kind of the the calm before we get into the storm of the culture and like what's going on here and and the stories that tell us what we're facing. Okay, Um, in Luke chapter 21, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, settle it, therefore, in your minds not to meditate beforehand how to answer. Right. So what you're not going to do is you're not going to you're not going to go into a situation or as you wait to go into a situation thinking about when they say this, then I'm going to say this Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Jesus actually advises against that. Hmm. And now let me let me let me cross reference something for you here. Because in verse 15, Jesus says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom, mm-hmm. which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand. Mm-hmm. So if you compare this to Exodus chapter mm-hmm. four, verse 12, this is the exact thing that God says to Moses mm-hmm. in Exodus chapter four, verse 12, God says, now, therefore, go, I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Mm. Now, here's something that's really interesting to me here. In verse 13, this is in Exodus chapter four. The Bible reads, but he said, oh, my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? (laughs) Now, that's the second option. The first option is I'm going to be with your mouth. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you a mouth. I'm going to tell you what you need to say let it be an encouragement to us that the same God Mm -hmm. is saying to us today that he will tell us what to say when we find ourselves in situations where we are being pressed Amen. because we are being pressed. All right, we'll grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American family radio. We'll be right back.
2: I raise a hallelujah in the presence of,
1: Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Man, there's so... Oh, I'm Miki.
0: And I'm Will. That's Razor. Hallelujah. Jonathan and Melissa.
1: There's so much that I feel like um, we want to cover today. We've got several clips that we (laughs) want to get to that we want you to hear as we continue talking about and um, exposing the transitioning of America, um, the moves to normalize um, what is not normal mm. and to make you quite comfortable with sin and rebellion against the lord um last week we uh, played several clips for you from the PBS news story um that sort of is 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 the conditioning um it's to ready the parents for mm. their children who having succumbed to the onslaught of queer theory, gender theory that is um, proliferated throughout our public school system. Now you need advocates and you need allies. And so now you're trying to train and to teach parents how to deal with this. And so I want you to hear there are a couple of clips that we didn't get to last week, but I think they're important. And so I want you to hear this and and I want you to keep in mind as well. um, This is our opportunity This is our opportunity to bear witness. As we see these things increasing in our culture sometimes, and and listen, they are quite frightening. They are quite frightening because for many of us, we see these things moving in on our kids. Like we see these things actively moving in on our kids. But this is your opportunity to bear witness. And we'll talk a little bit more about how we, uh, well, ask the question, are we readying our kids to bear witness uh, while we call them missionaries? Okay, this is clip five, uh, the PBS news story, again, teaching parents, teaching parents, okay, transitioning parents and teaching them how to become a welcoming environment for so-called transgender kids. Here we go. Clip five.
2: With more than three out of four transgender and non-binary youth experiencing symptoms of anxiety disorder last year, many are looking for more support. I think today's youth are really aware of the fact that they don't have to fit into a box. Really... Or songs? Families can model supportive behavior for others to follow, such as using gender-inclusive language, respecting pronouns, and avoiding dead naming, the use of the person's former name to better create an open dialogue and promote acceptance. It's not
1: about you. Like Your job is to is show up and love your kid unconditionally. Your sweet baby is the same, like, sweet baby that you always had and, you know, and watched grow up. The transition doesn't undo or make them a different person. But but I thought that was the point, though. <laughs> right. That's, that's really interesting and quite counterintuitive because y- you say your sweet baby is still the same sweet baby. Like but you're saying that you're different i mean isn't that like the nature of what you yeah. call transitioning isn't it well we historically thought that the transitioning was to go from one thing one fixed thing as we thought it was to the other fixed thing um that was i hate to even say like the classical definition of gender dysphoria that you believed that you were trapped inside the wrong body and you were trying to go through therapies to cause your mind to understand and to accept that the body you have is your body mm. now what we're trying to do is train or change the bodies to look like the mind it's mm. ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah. but now at the same time pbs is saying to you pbs news is saying to you um but look parents your kids have have not changed your kids have not changed, okay? So th- we still need to give the same loving and warm support. Um, it doesn't matter what they decide. It doesn't matter if they're confused. <laughs> Your kids, um, they have not they have not changed. And you should support them in, well, let's go to clip four here because what we will learn, again, PBS News, what we will learn from them is that um, really the kids want to be supported in whatever it is once they figure it out kind of and can learn themselves but you just kind of wait in the wing and just support them once they get there clip four
2: it's okay to not know who you are and you'll figure it out eventually and it's important to feel supported even if you aren't quite sure what you need to be supported in quite yet
0: confusion that's what i hear
1: it's okay to be supported even if you're not quite sure what you need to be supported in yet
0: like so how is someone supposed to guys
1: support? so so but <laughs> but but when we break it down though and when we start to ask these questions if 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 we were to ask these questions mm-hmm. like say um a bob Chapek,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: which i don't know that he ever Oh, boy, do I regret some of the shows we did in the past Uh, (laughs) several weeks. Move to strike those shows from the record. (laughs) You know, it's like that's there you go. Miki trying to be understanding and trying to be measured. Which he started off right. I will never do
0: that again. He started off fine. So anyways, you know,
1: anyways, those are some of the things that will be like searched (laughs) in the years to come on the Internet. And our kids will be like, mom, <laughs> how soft you were. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, my reason for bringing up uh, Bob Chapek is because as more videos continue to come out, thanks to Christopher Rufo, great reporting. Christopher Rufo is doing a service to so many people, like just great, great reporting. Um, just revealing videos that tell us exactly where Disney is and how they fit into the overall um, cultural narrative, this, this moment right now, and uh, so he's got more videos that he's put out, and this video is Bob Chapek just groveling, basically saying, I'm sorry that I didn't support you and what you wanted to be supported in, even if you didn't know what it was that you wanted mm. to be supported in, and I jokingly say that, but what he actually is saying, and you're going to hear it, we got a clip for you, what he's actually saying is, listen, I realize now that my silence had nothing to do With the parental rights and education law. (laughs) That's what he's actually he he says. But this actually this actually tells a bigger story of every time Mm. members of the LGBTQ plus I a and everything else. okay. which I think that's the plus. But just in case everything (laughs) else that you've suffered over the years. So I want you to listen to this because I want you to understand where Disney is. And then we got another clip just to kind of back it up because people will say, well, what proof do we have? I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you. We'll show you. But this is Bob Chapek. And this is sort of the this is the posture of the culture when it goes apologizing. Imagine that to a a tune when it goes apologizing. Mm -hmm. This is the posture of the culture. It's not to just, you know, try to apologize for that one moment where you think there may have been a misunderstanding. No, it's to eat the whole roll in their in their case. Right. Right. It's to apologize not only for what you did, but for what people did that you don't know, for what people will do that you don't know, because you're responsible. Right. Whenever you transgress, you're responsible for everybody and everything Mm. that from the past and that in the future. And, of course, what you're doing right now. And so Bob Chapek is, is, is kind of proving this point. He, he understands how he's got to apologize. Please understand that if you could see this video, you would see quite clearly that he's reading a teleprompter. Right. Okay. So, so these, are, these are the words that have been written for him. And these are, this is the speech that he must give so that he can freely move about the culture. This is his hall pass. All right. This is clip two.
2: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day for this very important session. By now, I hope you've all read my most recent note, in which I pledged to be a better ally for the LGBTQ community, apologized for not being the ally that you needed me to be, and committed to ensuring that our company lives up to its values. I meant every word, and that's what we're here to talk about today. I know that we've got work to do, and that work starts with listening. I'm glad the company will hear from today's panel of LGBTQ plus employees, and I hope that you are as impacted as I've been by the voices that I've heard over the past few weeks. I've read many emails that have been sent, spoken with LGBTQ plus employees and their allies, met with advocacy groups, and convened my own leadership team. And I have been taken by the honesty, the openness, and the urgency of their stories. I want you to know that your words have made a real impact on me. I understand that we've made mistakes and the pain that those mistakes have caused. And I know that our silence wasn't just about the bill in Florida, but about every time an individual or institution that should have stood up for this community did not. I and the leadership team are determined to use this moment as a catalyst for more meaningful and lasting change. We've heard many suggestions on how to do that and we are working to move quickly. I am convening a meeting with all my direct reports and representatives of the Advisory Council to discuss the thoughtful suggestions that have been made. But we know the moment requires urgency and words are not enough. So we are taking some actions right now.
1: Okay, well, um, so (laughs) um, that is an apology. It is an apology. Plus. (laughs) Apology. It's a level of groveling that I feel like um, is embarrassing to watch. Right. Okay. But this is is what happens when the homosexual and gay and lesbian and transgender and intersex and no sex and asex and what is sex community (laughs) come together and twist your arm behind your back. That is what it looks like to be bullied, guys. Right. That's what it looks like to cry uncle. But to try to make it seem as if you actually mean it. I have listened. I am sorry. Because I not not only did I not stand up for you, but I didn't stand up for Harvey Milk. Not only did I did I not stand up for you, but I didn't stand up for Jazz Jennings. I didn't stand up for Desmond is amazing. I didn't I not only you, okay, but every every single staff member who has a kid who's a part of this community, I didn't stand up for them. Every single staff member who doesn't have a kid, but who wishes they did and would be a part of this community. I didn't stand up for them. Every single staff member (laughs) who didn't march but wanted to march. I didn't stand up for them. Every single staff member who couldn't get a bag of Skittles to celebrate the rainbow. I didn't I didn't stand up for them. Now, here's the thing that I think is really interesting. And this is Mm -hmm. what you really have to pay attention to when he says that I heard you and he says, and so we're doing things. So mm-hmm. I want you to know that we've got a list of goals and objectives and we've got things that we're doing, um, you know, just to sort of like move forward to not only show you that we're, or to tell you that we're sorry, but to show you that we're sorry as mm-hmm. well. So this is going to be clip number one here. Um, Disney, Disney now working with GLAD, okay, uh, is going to run a public service announcement about transgender children on, on its networks for GLAD. <laughs> So So Disney <sighs> is going to run a public service announcement. About transgender children on its networks for GLAAD. Now, why is this important to you? Because some of you just can't let Disney go. You just, <laughs> you just can't let them go. You're like, you're like, it'll always be you and I, Disney. Like, you're just like, you love them so much, and you just can't let them go. Mm. And and I don't understand. I don't and, and, and in part I do understand because I understand the cultural moment that people have and the connections that you have and the nostalgia and all of those things yeah. but I'm like man what is Disney in light of eternity and like your kids souls right like what, hey. like, what, 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 what how do you try I, I just want to see people put it on a scale mm-hmm. like I want to see people put Disney on a scale and then put their kids soul on the other side of the scale and just like see kind of mm, but here's what I think I really think that people don't believe it's that serious
0: mm. I think you're right.
1: But but the numbers actually show that it's more serious than that, Mm. because you've got these kids who are let's just they are transitioning in droves. It's a cultural moment, guys. It is a cultural moment. So it is really serious. And how is this happening? It's happening because of influence. It's happening because of ubiquity. It's happening because it's a pop cultural fad Mm. that is being aided by every person on the planet, planet, planet. All right. So here is Disney. They're going to run this public service announcement on um, or for the LGBT activist group. Glad It's going to run across all of their networks. But again, please, you don't be bothered with this. You don't worry about c- canceling subscriptions. You don't worry about cutting it off at the knees. You don't worry. Just let it go on because it'll probably be OK. Your kid will probably just you, you might be able to get out with your kid maybe just wanting to dress like a boy. And, and maybe maybe you, maybe you'll be one of the parents that don't have a kid that actually wants to go through with a double mastectomy. Maybe you'll get out and it'll just be like, you know, maybe baggy pants or maybe just like chest binders. Maybe just that. All right. This is clip one.
0: Do you want to meet a family with a transgender kid?
1: Here we are. Max loves to do backflips. Max loves to play his ukulele. Max loves to just be a kid and just be himself. When I found out I was pregnant, all I really wanted was a happy, healthy, whole child. And that's what I got. If you've never met a transgender child before, what I want you to know is that that child is no different than yours. They have the same hopes and dreams and deserve the same equality as your child does. We tell our kids as often as we can that we love them in as many ways as possible. There are some politicians who are trying to tear my family apart simply because my son is transgender. Trans kids don't have a political agenda. They are just kids. They just want to be left alone. My family's just like yours. We love our kids unconditionally, and we will never stop fighting for them. Stand with us. Protect our families. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> so, again, remember, this is the transitioning of America. So, so when you hear that, remember that that ad is for you. <laughs> because the kids are gotten— by way of social media, by way of peer-to-peer influence, um, by way of the books that they are consuming, right. the literature, the literature that's right. on their reading list, you know, all that we we did a show where we talked about the books and talked about the reading lists and all of these things, right? You've got these books in your kids' libraries that they are being assigned to read and you never know. You never know. In so many instances, why? Because we are often checked out as parents and, and we're we're not really surveying the influence that some people and some things have over our children. And so now hmm. the crosshairs have been turned to you as the parents. So it's like, okay, so we already have the kids guys. This should be probably one of the most alarming indicators that the battle over the kids is, is largely won. that now what we're trying to do is we're trying to just, you know, make the the parents more accepting because the kids are coming over.
0: Wow. So
1: now the parents have got to be conditioned. We got to kind of prime the pump there because, man, those parents are just really making it hard for them.
0: Mm. All
1: right, we'll grab the break. Erin the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there.
0: I'm aware it's a lot of people that's mad at me. They disagree and attempt to try and embarrass me. I'm getting sick of the Pharisees coming after me. I say what God tell me ain't no way that they could cancel me. For saying that I feel like social media is dangerous. Everybody's sexy, successful. I think they gangster. It's all fun and games until the kids do the same thing
1: and use their cell phone to get everyone on the same wave. It feels strange leaving the center state Welcome of distraught. Back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. We will open up the phone lines here in just a second. If you want to start to call and get the, the calls, keep up that's that's okay i will tell you and and then so then you can just you know decide if you think that i'll be able to do it um i've got another clip that we want to play for you and then we've got an article want to talk about what's going on in the new jersey public school system yeah man we may not get to calls today i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i i do apologize for that i i want to get you this information i am on a mission to make sure that you know exactly what is going on in the culture in which you live. We were talking with our kids um, this weekend at the end of last week Mm -hmm. and basically just running a highlighter over the fact that we live in a type of Babylon. Yeah. That's what we tell them.
0: And you know, thinking about Chapek and his apology. Yes. And you mentioned about being able to move about the culture freely I mm-hmm. still don't think he'll be able to move about freely. That's the whole thing about this. He so may, he
1: kind of has like a scarlet letter. You, you know what I'm saying?
0: I, I really do. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if at a certain point he's out of there. Like,
1: man, even you know, after having done thought.
0: all this stuff, you know, cause that's usually how it works. You can't yeah, please right. certain people. You just no. can't. It's not because enough. Because
1: he has revealed that oh, guys, please excuse me here and using this illustration, but I, I want you to understand what Jay, what Jay Peck did was show there is an area of his heart that's unconverted. <laughs> you see, you guys see wow. what I'm saying? Wow. And so, so even when you watch this video, so we played the clip for you. But if you do like a Google search, you can find or search whatever your search engine is. You can find the video. You really need to see the video. It almost looks as if as he's doing this video, there is someone you would imagine standing with a gun just out outside of the <laughs> shot. And it's like it's like, and, and then we're sorry. You know, and and so you you almost are trying to read between the lines. Is there a call for help? You want to say kind of like blink twice <laughs> if somebody <laughs> needs to come get you. Blink <laughs> twice, you know? But it's really, really sad to watch. This is where we are. This is yeah. the type of bullying that happens. And and I will tell you, Will the great I really think, um, I don't think you're far off and in, in sort of the expectation that ChayPek will have to step down. Mm. Even with all of the damage control, even with doing the things that he's 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 attempting to do now. And, you know, I, I do believe that his revelation that there is even the tiniest area of his heart that is not fully given over to this agenda and this ideology. um, I think that that makes him weak to them. Right. And I think that makes him expendable. And so I, I, I do I do expect to see that. Let me let me let me get to this and mm-hmm. we may not get to the other Disney clip, but we can save her for another day. Um because I do believe that'll always be fresh. People just just whenever <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> He's still watching. Still caring. Um all right. So New Jersey parents are outraged at a plan for first graders to be given sex education lessons dubbed pink, blue and purple on gender identity while second graders will learn that you can have boy parts but feel like a girl. Mm. So remember, while this is the transitioning of America, okay, and we are actively in a time, we are actively in a time where we have the opportunity to bear witness. We have the opportunity to bear witness. Okay, so here we go. First graders in New Jersey will be learning about gender identity with new sex education curriculum, which includes a lesson that teaches children they can have boy parts but feel like a girl. The new lessons, which are part of a broader K-12 health and sex education curriculum adopted by the New Jersey Board of Education, um, these lessons are alarming. Hmm. Another lesson plan, this one for second graders called uh, Understanding Our Bodies. Well, let me let me tell you about the. Fr- well, OK, here's what I want to do. I want to walk through. So I should give a disclaimer. Guys, this is what happens when my hamster loses its footing. <laughs> OK, and it's running so fast and, and it's just. And so now it's just spinning on the, on the wheel. Um, Okay, so I want to go through this lesson plan. I want to tell you what's in the lesson plan. Let me tell you this. If you have younger kids listening who are not familiar with this, I don't want to do harm to your kids. So maybe occupy them in a different place just for now. Okay, why am I sharing this with you? Because there there will be someone who will say, but that's New Jersey. Please understand that this is the aim of this type of curriculum all across this country. This is the aim. This, this This is what... Um, is expected and hoped to become normal. Okay. So here we go. In this one piece uh, for first graders, uh, pink, blue, and purple, it lists goals and objectives. Okay. So objective number one, um, by the end of the lesson, the student will be able to define gender, gender identity, and gender role stereotypes. By the way, this is a 30 minute first grade lesson. Right. Okay. So that's like what six?
0: Yep, six.
1: <laughs> Guys, that's my, that's our Sam Wit. I, I tried to like when I was reading this in preparation for this program today, I was thinking of like Sam Wit and Nathaniel, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, because this we're we're talking about kids between six and eight years old, first and second grade, kindergarten, first and second grade, okay? So we have two kids that will fall into this age group. So at the end of this thirty-minute lesson. The student will be able to define gender, gender identity and gender role stereotypes. Name at least name at least two things that they have been taught about gender role stereotypes and how those things may limit people of all genders. Then there is a sample lesson. Here's an idea for the teachers. Tell the students that they are to to decide whether what's in the picture is something that only a boy should play with or only a girl should play with or something that Mm -hmm. anyone can play with. Then in the discussion, this is what the teachers are to teach the first graders. Sometimes when a boy does something that's not on the boys list or when a girl does something that's not on the girls list, they get teased or even bullied. For example, a boy who cries in front of his friends or likes to play dress up or a girl who likes to climb or play with rockets. Wait a minute. But so so imagine this. This is the transitioning of America. okay. So imagine you've got, I I was trying to think of like our Sam Witt. Yeah. He's sitting in class Mm -hmm. and a teacher says, so boys who like to play dress up, you see? So that's not, that's not typically something that boys would do. Do you know how confusing that would be to him when he's got all of these costumes? Right. Where sometimes he's Batman and sometimes he's Iron Man Man and and sometimes (laughs) he's Spider-Man and sometimes he's a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes he's a transformer. So do you understand how confusing that is to say that boys don't play dress up? Mm. now we don't we don't call it dress up like i mean you know you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i mean he's he's putting on his costumes in fact i don't even think for him it's a costume i think he really believes at that time
0: and that's the thing you're talking about children who's like five six seven years old yes they're not even thinking so they have to like impress this upon them because they're not thinking about this like yes you know that i might be a girl because i play you know with my costumes and put my iron man suit on and I, i like to do that Man, right. it's, it's insane. And it just shows you that, they, that they're grooming, that they're trying to make this normalized. Yes. They have to impress this because children that age are not thinking that way. No,
1: they are not. They are not sexualized. They, they are not sexualized. Girls who are climbing trees are not thinking about down the line. This probably means a double mastectomy for me. Man. Little girls who are climbing trees are not thinking about double mastectomies down the line, guys. But we live in a very perverse culture That is telling your kid that if you're if your daughter is climbing trees, then you see you are not in the category of what is, you know, traditionally a girl. And so this is okay. because remember, remember what they are also coupling with this is that some people have body parts that are not the way they feel on the inside. Mm. So that's that's for the first graders. All right. So then there's another lesson, this lesson, understanding our bodies. Now, excuse me, I'm going to be very careful with this lesson. And so there are some things that I'm just not going to say on air. OK, um, but at the same time, let me just remind you, it's for your six and seven year old. <laughs> like there are just some things I'm not going to say, but this lesson is for your six and seven year old. Insane. The transitioning of America. OK, this is the lesson understanding our bodies. By the end of this lesson, students will be able to one correctly identify at least four body parts of the female genitals. Correctly identify at least four body parts of the male genitals. Describe why it's important for them to know the correct names for the genitals. And then they give a note, and this is very interesting and and I guess, you know, just really helpful. This lesson refers to girls and boys when identifying body parts. The use of a binary construct of gender, as well as using gender boys and girls, rather than the more accurate biological sex, male and female is purposeful given the developmental stage of the students. So they even recognize <laughs> <laughs> they have got to meet them where they are, even though it kind of goes against what they want this because this we're just beginning. We're just beginning to train. I'm sorry, confuse. We're just beginning to confuse them. Back to the sample lesson. This lesson does, however, acknowledge that there are some body parts that mostly just girls have and some body parts that mostly just boys have. Being a boy or a girl doesn't have to mean that you have those parts. But for most people, this is how their bodies are. To the teachers, tell the student, there are some body parts that mostly just girls have and some parts that mostly just boys have. These body parts, which are usually covered by clothing or a bathing suit, are sometimes called private parts or genitals. And today... We want to make sure that everyone knows the correct name for these parts and who has what body part for your six year old, for your seven year old. And, and we're supposed to believe that this that this does not sexualize our children. That's what we're supposed to believe. All right. I got to move faster. Display male body and female body on PowerPoint slides to go over which body parts are different and which ones are the same. This is for your first graders, by the way. I just I just feel it my responsibility to keep in front of you that this is for your six year old. This is for your seven year old. Have the class label the body parts on the male and on the female. By asking the class which body parts only girls have or only boys have or both have, the teacher can assess the knowledge of the class. An alternative assessment strategy is for the teacher to ask, and I can't even read this question to you guys. I can't read this question to you. But I can describe the question to you. It is to ask about a specific part on a female person and to ask the class, do girls have this part? Do boys have this part? Or do both have this part? Same thing with a specific male part and to ask girls boys, or both. This curriculum says that by asking the student why it might be important to know the correct names for these body parts, the teacher can gauge the student's understanding based on their response. Now, let me go here because there's some parents who are responding to this this New Jersey curriculum that uh, will go into effect in September. Okay, mm-hmm. will go into effect in September. One parent, a woman by the name of Maria De Mayo Esposito, said... I am honestly appalled at this curriculum. I'm debating whether to place my child in a private school if I can afford it. Is this curriculum really necessary? No. <laughs> no. It's not. I want to say it in my Brent Cavanaugh voice. No. No. <laughs> no, it's not. She continues here. Children need to stay children. Their innocence is beautiful, and I do not want their little minds filled with this very adult topic. Agreed. Here, here. Like, you... We understand this on a very basic level. We don't even need to be taught this. But now we have to say it because we have been conditioned in this country that that's supposed to be normal. So now we have to go back and say what we once all agreed upon, Mm. that children should stay children. Back to the article. Parents are able to opt out of the curriculum. But some... Some say the move would be too much for their child. Now, listen to this, and this is where I want you to kind of lean in. While parents can opt out of this curriculum, mm-hmm. there are parents who are saying to opt out would be too much for their child because it would put a target on their child's back. Mm. Now, mm. now, guys, please, I, I am not I'm not trying to swipe at you, but I really, I really I want to make a point here, guys. I want to make a point. So this one parent, um, Paula McCarthy, in this article here, Paula McCarthy Mamani, I think is how you would say the name, or Mamana, she told the Asbury Press that she believes her granddaughter would be seen in a different manner by her peers if she were to opt out. Quote, she may be bullied or harassed, and I don't agree with a child being targeted because of family moral issues, end quote. Okay, so here is the opportunity to bear witness, right? Yeah. Because this is... And now look, so for the parents who say my child is in the public school system to be salt and light, but then at the same time would say, but look, I don't want her to be a target, but, 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 yeah. but wait, right. You see, it then becomes unfair to say that the child is a missionary to the culture when the child is not prepared to be a missionary to the culture. Right, right. You see, it then turns into a search and rescue mission for the person who was supposedly on the mission. But was ill-equipped and not ready for that mission. We've got children now that are in situations that you as an adult would not be able to handle. And we're saying, no, but, you know, they're just but, but they're they're called there. We have to equip our children. We have to ready them for the, the Babylon that they live in. Yeah. The transitioning of America is happening on every front that you can possibly imagine. It is happening inside our kids' schools. It is happening on social media. It's happening in the books that they read. It's happening in traditional or legacy media. It's happening in the magazines, the online magazines. It's happening in the secret groups that they're a part of that you know nothing about. And my friend, unfortunately and sadly, it's happening to you. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
0: God bless.